0: Welcome to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi, run this is from Life Self Mastery, and I'm excited to have Mohit Mamodia, uh, who's the founder of Mailman. Uh, which is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions and making your days calmer and more productive. He was earlier the founder of Authorito and and invests in early-stage decentralized projects. Uh, He was also the CEO of Hauntel, and he's been writing software since he was 11 years old and founded his first company at the age of 18 when he was in college. After running it profitably for two years, he shut it down to start a product company, which he later pivoted into Hauntel. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mohit. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. So you know, uh, you've been into into a lot of different things over the years. You've been very interested in uh, cryptocurrency, uh, and uh, you know, you've you built a lot of other projects. So what got you interested into startups and cryptocurrency and uh, you know other projects?
1: So, um, uh, so I was always a maker, and I didn't know uh, when it all began. But uh, if I just recollect my thoughts. I was one of those. So I come from a very middle-class family. Um, I always saw those uh, Hindi dubbed US uh, sitcoms and um, cartoons. I always was fascinated by those uh, little things that they had, but we didn't have access to in India at that point in time. Uh, So most of the time, what used to happen was uh, I used to just collab with my cousin brother uh, and we used to just build stuff out. So if uh, we saw some cool gadget, some cool toy, we would just um, collab together and then build it out. Um, even if it meant failing a uh, dozen times, um, that's how it began um, making stuff. And uh, because we were not very uh, rich, uh, there was always a decision that our parents had to uh, take: buy versus w- or not buy something. So ninety percent times we didn't get what we wanted, so we tried to just build it out, and eventually that became a habit. So when internet happened and I got to uh, know about internet, I got access to internet. I started learning about building stuff on internet. And uh, that's when I started my first company where I got to know how to make websites, how to make a little more interactive websites, how to make uh, user portals, user accounts. And then I started uh, uh, just pitching to random people here and there, uh, wherever I could find them, mostly through my uh, dad's and my uncle's network. Uh, if they need any tool for internal use, so it could be a little inventory management system, it could be a little invoicing management, just little tool, just custom built for them. And that's how my first company began, which was a services company. We I used to just pitch them an idea. Hey, right now you use this tool, you buy a CD, you do this in paper. Why don't I just build you a small tool that you can run on a computer from anywhere? And... Uh, That's how, um, for two years, um, I assembled a group of three, four more friends. I used to get some projects. We used to build it out. And then we did it um, to earn some extra pocket money for the last two years of our college. And then the college ended. Everybody got placed. Um, I also got placed, uh, but I chose to skip that placement. uh, And then eventually I landed up in a very small company. Uh, So I I had two options to choose from. One was a company, heavily funded company, e-commerce company, and everybody wanted to go there. And second was a company where just, there were just three people. And uh, when I spoke to the founder of the company, the company is called 91mobiles.com. Um, um, there was just three people over there. When I spoke to the founder, I felt that relationship between building stuff. He was a builder. He was a maker himself. And uh, then he showed me what he is building. And then how he wants to build it out. So I was employee number three or four. I do not correctly remember because there were like um, three, four hirings uh, happening simultaneously. Uh, uh, After the CTR I was the first engineer over there. And then from there, I learned about building products. There, uh, I learned about how you can spend two months building building something and then shipping it to uh, uh, the users, which will be used by tens of thousands of users. And then you, uh, then you, then you see uh, how the product was used, how this feature was used, and then you try to iterate upon it. And uh, because this was a B2C product, um, there was no directly one-to-one talking, but then um, you would uh, definitely track all the numbers, all the things, and then you try to um, um, uh, uh, comprehend what might have happened in the product. So that's how I learned about building products. I was there uh, for six, seven months, and then I uh, told uh, my boss, Hey, uh, I have this um, uh, idea. Uh, Last two years, I have built so many systems, um, custom systems for people. Out of those, we did about 25, 26 projects. And out of those 25, 26 projects, about 22 projects were just invoicing systems. And I told him, I want to build a small invoicing tool just for small businesses, just like these customers were. Um, And there's no alternative except Tally. So I want to quit from here. I want to go out and build this stuff and... uh, uh, can I? And he was uh, a little bit shocked at first because um, I didn't give him any impression until this one particular moment that I plan to leave and start something on my own. So he's been a little bit shocked. But then he was one of the biggest supporters that I had. Uh, his name is Bharani. Uh, so he helped me identify um, uh, the product. Uh, uh, the feature set or what should be built, how it should be built, what what should the positioning and everything. And he became our first investor in the company. Uh-huh. So we built it out. This product was called Gorilla. It was a small accounting app. Um, it's still there. I personally use it, but uh, we ran it for a year. We got, um, uh, so the company grew from just me to three, three people, total three people. We grew to 300 customers. And uh, uh, we were profitable. But after one year of doing this and slowly getting customers one day, uh, one customer at a day, um, I was sad because I thought, if you do not have a million customers, and by that time, the only things that were very prevalent at that point in time was Facebook, Flipkart, millions of users, billions of dollars. And I didn't know what those things were. I just wanted to build a small software. That's what I, what I wanted to do. Uh, but when I realized that uh, maybe this is a failure, uh, we are not doing as well as other businesses are doing. So after one year, we pivoted to Hontel. Like we shut it down, the same team started building another product, Hontel. And uh, I would say that is my failure. Failure not uh, failure, uh, not to grow it, but failure to shut it down too soon because I went in with the wrong expectations. Uh, now with Hontel, the expectations were the same billions of users billions of dollars you need money so you need to build something uh, for the consumers not for businesses no saas no b2b for the cons- consumers what do you do so we started building apps uh, and we started building plugins for um, uh, marketers to reach out to their customer consumers um, so it was like a um, so it was like a notification feed it was a not- it, it was like an inbox but for notifications in, uh, uh, right now, notification is, uh, notifications for consumers on Android phone those days used to just come in here and there anytime, and you, and you did not really have a lot of control on them. And uh, so that's what we built. We built an inbox for notifications for consumers. Uh, we raised some money, and that's where, we spent, that's where I spent four years of my entire journey. And uh, that's when I realized that those 300 paying customers with my accounting software were not really bad. Uh, that was a good business. And that is what I think I was as a person, as a human being. And that was a time when I realized who I really was. So we did Hontel. Um, we also, now now when we were, we raised some money, but when we were running out of money, we just humbled and scrambled, tried to just make make our ends meet. So we used to sell anything. We used, we made an enterprise version of Hontel. We used to sell it to enterprises. Um, we made our ends meet, but at one point in time, uh, uh, after running, running for three and a half, four years, uh, Google came out with an Android update, which was, I would say like except one or two features, it was exactly the same. You had all the controls for notifications, you had actionable notifications, almost everything with uh, Android N, And that's where our investors lost a little bit of faith in the product. Uh, they uh, still, they they kept pushing me, hey, do you want to try something else? Otherwise, if this is the product, Uh, your users are going away your customers are going away this is just a slow spiral of debt uh, but uh, this time I was like I'll not give up so earlier I gave up too soon this time I didn't give up uh, at the right time so I I kept pursuing I kept going until the day came where we finally have to shut down so whatever the money we had in the bank uh, we returned it to our investors Uh, that's how the company uh, uh, had shut down but at the same time uh, I was thinking about what's next for me. So I took six months break. Um, I just wanted to, I, I was figuring out what should I do next? Uh, who, I, who I really am? Um, what should I be doing? And um, there were two, two, three things I was looking at. There was some AR, VR that I'm looking at. There was AI, again, the big thing. And there was cryptocurrencies. Um, during that time, I, uh, I just revisited all of these three technologies
0: at the very fundamentals. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions, and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. I spent full six months
1: just introspecting and thinking, what should I be doing next? Um, that's where I really got engrossed within the crypto community, both online and offline, and um, I was able to relate it to cryptography uh, so much because of one of the conversations that I had with one of my friends in two thousand thirteen. In two thousand thirteen. I was talking to somebody and the conversation went something like this. Um, I said, hey, do you think all the bad things in this world is just because of money? Because everybody is trying to earn more of it so they, are, uh, so they are ready to do anything and everything for it. And this is the con- starting of the conversation. This is a thought experiment. So the conversation went something like this. What if you earned money to do something good? What if um, you earned money just to go- do something good? It could be of any significance, of small significance, of large significance, what if just earn money, just do do something good. Uh, now, this was the conversion. And uh, uh, when I realized, so I remember I still have that email. So I came back home. I searched on Google, how to create your own currency, how to create your own money. And there I came up with some links about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Uh, I sent those links to that friend. Hey, have you seen this thing? And that was time, like way back, I just got... So I was just searching through everything. Then I realized money is nothing but an illusion. Like uh, then I got to know how money money is working, how the world is working. I read a lot of books, including um, some very uh, heavy books like debt. I understood how money was working. And then uh, I just got attracted to the whole phenomena of cryptocurrency. I have personally invested um, long back um, in early 2000s, 2010s and early 2010s. So I was like, okay, uh, let's do this. I made some in 2017. I made some multiples. So I told uh, some of my very close—I would not say investors, but very rich uh, people in my network. Hey, have you heard about this thing? Because uh, I made these many multiples on my uh, money in last three years, four years. And they were like, Hey, can you also put my money in this? So that's how authority came together. Uh, it was never planned. It was never planned. I just—I was so curious. I started talking to it uh, to everybody that I. Uh, Met and these people uh, got interested also because of the news, and there were news every day, Bitcoin touching new heights. And these people were like, These, these, these people wanted help uh, to get some crypto for themselves, and that's how Authority was started. Uh, we ran it for three years. Um, after three years, um, when everything was in green, when everything was in profit, I was like, Okay, so in three years, I have made enough money all for myself, for everybody. Uh, I do not want to just manage money. I still am a maker. I want to make stuff. I want to get back to making. So in all healthiness, everything, this is one of a uh, minor successes that, that I had. Uh, we shut down authority uh, in, in good terms with everybody. Everybody made money in this venture. And from here, uh, the journey of an indie maker started. So late 2019, early 2020, I was just making stuff. Anything randomly. And one of those stuff, so one of those things was just to, so these things were something that I would personally use. So one of those things was a small Gmail script that would just pause my inbox for um, collect all the emails and give those emails to me. I had a habit of keeping my email as a pin in my browser. And whenever I'm thinking, I just had a habit of hitting command one, going back to that tab, and refreshing it to see if something is there while I'm thinking. And this bad habit got me so frustrated because whenever I'm in the zone and if accidentally I hit command one, this is a muscle, muscle memory. If I hit command one and refresh, I'll see one email. And then from there, I'll just go down the rabbit hole. So I built this small tool. And um, in February, I realized Andrew tweeted out something very similar. I immediately emailed it to him. Boss, here's the thing. We want to do this together. Here's what I've done before. Here's what I can do. I do you want to do this thing together? And over six email exchanges, um, we came to a um, agreement and we started building in March 1st week, Mailman. We launched to very few people in our closed network, to 10, 12 people in April for, on April 14th. And in August, we launched, we started the beta and October 21st, we launched publicly. Yeah, so that's like the journey in a nutshell.
0: Okay. No, you have a very, uh, uh, you know, very interesting journey where we actually talked about cryptocurrency and other things. Um, uh, you know, I I wanted to understand uh, that you talked about you know uh, shutting down the company. Uh, you you gave up on your on the first company a little soon, and then the second company you did for a long for uh, for a little more time. But how would you define your product market fit? You know, because a lot of founders are not able to figure out if the product market fit is there or not, and and what advice would you give to founders when they are really struggling to build their, their startup and their company, but they're not sure if the product market fit is there? And like you mentioned, uh, you know they don't they don't want to give up on on their idea. So any any advice on that?
1: Well, absolutely. This is I think one thing that I learned um, from my past ventures, my past failed failed ventures. Earlier, I used to think pro- in, to reach product market fit, you have to tweak the product to reach product market fit. But now I realize you you can tweak both the product as well as the market to reach to an optimum um, um, meeting point. So this time, the only thing that I did differently was to talk to users right from the day one. So instead of uh, selling some coupons or or discounts or anything, I scheduled the first email uh, sequence that I scheduled was to ask for feedback. And the feedback was very simple instead of asking hey what did you like and leaving it as an open-ended question um because we spent uh, time with first 15 20 users and we knew uh, if people liked what did they like if people hated what did they hate so uh, we knew those two three things that people were categorizing their experience in so when asking for feedback um i made it contextual so for somebody who has been actively using or evaluating mailman during their trial period the email would go out as thanking them, giving them a GIF with a cookie, and then asking them, how would you categorize your experience in these three? Like, just pick A, B, or C. If there's anything else, type it out if you want to. Otherwise, just pick A, B, and C. And the options were very simple. Mailman was easy to set up and does what it says. Mailman was very confusing. See, I was just testing it out. Something like this. From there, who, whoever would say Mailman was good or Mailman was bad, I would again, directly talk to him, hey, can I uh, pick your brains for 10 minutes over a video call? Or if not video call, can I just send you an email if you uh, would want to? And uh, first I thought not enough people would come on the call, but a lot of people came on the call. Some people asked themselves, hey, I like this product, but there are still a few limitations that is um, um, stopping me from using it full on my um, um, work email. Uh, so can, can we check? So from there, just talking to people, what kind of people are finding it useful? What kind of people are not finding it useful? And to identify the real market. Initially, no, the idea was everybody who has an inbox is a market. But uh, that was wrong. So we, find, we, we realized a small business owner, uh, any executive or any uh, uh, senior manager is our market. And, uh, and that's where we started to... Re- so then we went away from every, every job. So there are still some people who, who would be like in their, in their primes and they would be getting a lot of spam, but they do not want to give access, it's like a little bit paranoid, some students or some uh, aged people, those still were facing the same problem, but those were not the market because they did not understand the concept of some technical concepts like firewall. Uh, and these concepts I used in the email com- communication to filter out the false positives. So if somebody did not understand these words, I was like, "Hey, they will not be able to understand how mailman is working and what expect with mailman." So we built with the product by using the feedback and also started to uh, recognize the exact market to reach the that fit. And I think how would I define that fit is uh, if 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 you are. Um, meeting your financial goals for the business. I think there's product market fit. So for now, our goal was to become profitable so that we can just blow more money in the growth. Um, We have reached that point, so I would say uh, uh, we have reached that fit. There would still be a lot of things to optimize for, but um, I think this this is a good place to start that uh, journey from.
0: Yeah, interesting, you said that you know if you meet your financial goals, you, you know, your product market fit is there. I, I really like how you put it out. But but do you think email is broken because you know we've been using uh, email since since the hotmail came over and, and you know Gmail has been has been there. But you know what made you? What do you think? that There's still a lot of uh, you know opportunity for for emails to be a lot more streamlined. Did I have an interesting stat for you to you note know that the founder of Beautiful Lives. Increase the social media presence by ten X. They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use liveselmaster slash social pilot to get a fourteen-day free trial.
1: I think I would not say email is broken, but uh, I would say email is outdated. Um, the email. Uh, um, the protocol, messaging protocol, is outdated. And the protocol itself has not evolved, but the application layer that is built on top of these protocols, like the email clients and email services, they have evolved uh, based on the market. Uh, But because the main protocol remains the same, uh, so there are still some limitations what the email clients or apps or plugins can do. So when email started, it started as a messaging protocol. You send some message to me, I send some message to you. But eventually marketers got to know about it. Uh, product builders got to know about it. And they started using email for notifications, newsletters, promotions, uh, uh, all of this stuff. Uh, there's, uh, so for example, Google Group, there's like entire community you can build just on in your inbox. Uh, similar to mailing lists back in the day. So, the use cases have evolved at much uh, uh, faster pace than the Email protocol itself, and that this this uh, difference is causing a little bit of mayhem in our inboxes these days because our inboxes treat everything as a message. Well, not everything is a message. Some are notifications. On some things, you will just have to just read it. On some, you have to reply. On to to some, you have to click some buttons. Uh, but our email just says, "Hey, this is the body, and this is the reply box. Do what you want to do with it." Um, so that's how I feel email is not broken, but yeah, use cases have uh, uh, far more evolved uh,
0: these days, and that's where I think uh, the opportunity lies. Got it. Uh, So Mo you and I had a, a discussion, you know, a couple of months back when you were trying to launch uh, and, you know, congratulations on your launch. I think and, you did a fantastic job, but what did you do for your launch? And, you know, uh, you, you've talked about uh, distribution and product and, you know, I've been into startups and I figured out, you know, distribution is a very important part uh, of the launch or, or of the company being successful. I think with, uh, with, with time, you know. Building a product is becoming uh, cheaper with a better design, but distribution is something very important. But w- what did you do for, for, for the launch, uh, which made it successful?
1: Okay, uh, because you're in this space, I assume you know, when we say launch, you mean posting it on Product Hunt. So <laughs> that was our date uh, um, that we want to post it on Product Hunt. And uh, we wanted to optimize everything, all the efforts for that day, just for that one thing. So um, the launch day happened on October 21st, but the preparation happened way before it. So one thing was very clear uh, before, before the launch, we had about 600 users using Mailman. And I've spoken to everybody, either on a video call or through emails, I've spoken to almost everybody. And I know how people were navigating through the product. And we have made product onboarding, such that if somebody new signs up, they get right tool tips, they get right tutorials to get um, through on their mailman account and to set it up properly. So that, that uh, long period of two months of just tweaking the product, not for the expert user, but for a beginner new account, uh, that was a uh, major, major uh, uh, challenge before the launch. Once we did that, then the plan was to launch, but with the launch, The idea was to get new users, of course, but also the idea was to convert these previous users to paid customers. Because that's where we'll know. uh, Because suppose if you launch on day day zero, you'll have to still wait for 45 50 days for your trial periods to get over, and then you will see how many users are converting. But if you just also plan to convert your existing users to paid plans, then you'll know how many converted then what you can expect um, in ne- our next one month two months from these product hunt users so what we did was we set up in, uh, an e- email sequence email sequence were, was very targeted only to the active users of mailman uh, only went throughout email no other uh, mention of that uh, um, campaign anywhere on our uh, properties it went out by defining the problem that we were trying to solve by what we are planning to do with the launch and a special offer if they participate if they participated in the launch. So if they upvoted, participated in the conversion on Product Hunt, if they tweeted about it, there was a goodie for them. Um, so that's what happened. So, we, so these are two things. Product Hunt launch and trying to convert our existing users. Um, for existing users, there was an email drip sequence which went out. Um, there were three emails which went out at a gap of uh, uh, two days. Um, the last email sequence going out on the day of launch and asking them to uh, check out on our listing on product hunt on the product hunt itself the idea was simple the, uh, so we are a tiny company so tiny portfolio is scattered throughout the globe right. there are some companies in the east hemisphere there are some companies in the central hemisphere and some country, uh, some uh, companies in the western hemisphere so all of us coordinated our times uh, like we'll start the listing in the morning of Eastern Hemisphere, which is uh, India, India's morning, and I'll get everybody in my network to uh, participate in the launch. Then once we sl- slid over to afternoon, these um, companies and the network in the Spain, Europe took over, and then they reached out to all of their networks. And when the afternoon slid over uh, there, the companies in the Western Hemisphere uh, took over. So that's how we planned uh, everything. And throughout the day, There were several emails that went to different, different companies. Um, And we also advertised on some newsletters and podcasts on other tiny portfolio companies. Hey, a new tiny portfolio company, a new tiny company has launched. uh, Check it out on Product Hunt. So uh, that was the launch. The whole idea was to get as many users as we can
0: and to convert as many users as we can from there interesting you talked about tiny and i'm a big fan of andrew and uh, you know i wanted to uh, understand how do you how do you know andrew uh, wilkinson because uh, you know he, he has a really interesting viewpoint where uh, he's not looking at building unicorns but he looks at a lot of these products which can which can really add value and uh, you know uh, he has a huge portfolio but uh, how did you uh, get andrew on board so i was a long time follower of andrew on twitter
1: like most of the other people Uh, And uh, I've admired also not just Andrew, but uh, similar mindset of uh, Jason and DHH, David of uh, Basecamp. And because I burned my hands by building a successful SaaS when I was just 20 years old uh, and then leaving it over there and then trying to do something which is like VC-backed company, uh, just growth at all costs, I knew I belonged to that first category where I wanted to build a profitable business, uh, talk to customers that can take money to my replacement, that, that was who I was. So I'm very closely related to both Andrew's and Basecamp's mindset. And those were the kind of books, uh, articles that I have always been following. And it took me almost five, six years to realize who I really was. Uh, uh, so when the opportunity arrived, I, um, there was a, this script when I was using for myself and when entry to read out, hey, how to accomplish this in Gmail or superhuman, uh, I emailed to him, I showed him a, a demo video and uh, uh, we, we started collaborating. Uh, to this point, I have spoken to Andrew over call just one time, which was a 30 second call just to clear out um, some uh, very urgent issue. Otherwise, I know him from Twitter for from email, and I think okay. he likes it that way. Um, he is not the person who would call for things. He would please he the person who would either text you. We have texted like thousands of times. He who would text you or email you, uh, and I and I like that to be asynchronous and. Uh, not, not get on a call for every little thing. Very,
0: very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of founders uh, go after this path of VC uh, money and all, and, you know, you have a very different mindset. So, does so Andrew and uh, there are a lot of other, other founders, like you mentioned. But uh, are we brainwashed into thinking that we have to build a VC fund business, or do you think uh, everyone has their own way of looking at building a business? What, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think, uh, how, how, what advice would you give to young founders who are looking to build something and uh, should they look at building a profitable business or a VC-backed business? Uh, how, how do they get to decide? Hmm.
1: I think it depends on the mixture of founder as well as the business side not all businesses you can accomplish either ways. So if you want to build next Facebook or next social media, you definitely need to have a lot of money to burn to get those customers eyeballs, to get the user base and to make uh, the business worthwhile of anybody. Then there's some businesses which can be profitable on day one. Uh, So I would not say there's any right or wrong method. It depends on what the founder wants the business and what is the business exactly so if you ask me i'm a huge believer of bootstrapping now bootstrapping building profitable businesses but um imagine just imagine if i had if i get an idea of building next social network um even i would not be comfortable doing it either i'll not do it at all or if i plan to do it if i'm just feeling so uh, uh, if, if i'm so convinced about this one business idea I know I cannot do it profitably or through bootstrapping. It so business execution needs different tools, different levers. And not everything is a, hammer, a nail, so that one hammer can um, um, be used. Um, so I would say both this, both the ways of execution comes with their own benefits and costs. Uh, both have different outcomes towards the life. Um, it's. About what the business model
0: demands and what the founder is comfortable doing. All right. uh, so uh, you know, let's talk about Mailman. What is what is the cost for the service? And you know, you, you mentioned uh, it's for uh, managers and executives. And can should should everybody uh, use uh, the product? And you know, you can just talk about the costing of the product. Sure.
1: Uh, mailman is ideally useful to you if you are getting over twenty spam emails in a day. And when I say spam, uh, not in your spam box, but uh, emails which are mostly marketing, and you do not, you you never know where where you do subscribe to these people, or if you also already unsubscribed, the emails are still coming in. If you just want a little bit of the calm inbox, and and this happens, and then you are in a job or you work on like something where you need flow zone where you need to be in the flow when you need to zone out and do something where you cannot afford to be distracted if both of these two things apply to you in your life mailman is a no brainer mailman costs um, 8 dollars a month if you sign up for an annual account and uh, throughout this year we have been giving 20% discount to their users so it comes down um, uh, way way less like 80 dollars for the entire year um but if you do not fall in either, either of these categories, you will find a little bit frustrated to use Mailman because Mailman is not just a spam blocker. If Mailman is a new workflow that uh, works with you, within your Gmail inbox to, uh, to let you achieve a new workflow, which is more calm, composed. You get your work done. You also do not miss out on any important or urgent emails, uh, but everything is scheduled properly and handled by Mailman in the background. I can go into detail how Mailman works if you would like me to.
0: Absolutely,
1: uh Want to talk
0: more
1: about mailman? Sure, sure. So uh, right now, all the emails that you get. Oh, sorry, you were saying something. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So right now, all the emails that you get uh, can be categorized into three categories. One are urgent that you need to see right now and act on right now. One are important that you need to see but not right now. Whenever you have time next. And third is everything else. Literally. There's no third kind of category, everything else, all the notifications, marketing, promotions, newsletters can be pushed away whenever you have a lot of time. So how Mailman works is Mailman comes with three features um, where you can categorize these three things uh, uh, for each of for, for your account. So you can define some VIPs. You can define VIP domains, VIP email addresses, VIP keywords. So any email which matches, which comes from these domains, these email addresses, or match or contains any of these VIP keywords will immediately be shown in your inbox like it normally does. You'll immediately get a notification. You'll see the email. You can do whatever you want to do. You'll get a notification on your uh, desktop, on your mobile, on any app that you use, any email client. Uh, second is important. Now, emails which are coming from people that you've already emailed before. These how we define important emails. These emails will be delivered to you in batches at your schedule. So, um, our most used schedule is three times in a day, once one in the morning, then in the afternoon, third in um, the evening. So, if you use this schedule, all the emails that you get throughout the day, important Will be better and delivered to your inbox silently, so you'll not get a notification. But whenever you go to your inbox, you'll find some emails over there. Uh, Hey, there's there are three emails for the for your morning, two emails for your afternoon, and then there's everything else, all the promotions, notifications, spam, everything. We send you a long digest at the end of the day. We say, hey, these are 20 emails that you got, which are coming from unknown senders. You have never emailed them before. How do you want to treat them? Do you, uh, uh. so then you go through the list and you uh, say allow or block on each of these emails. Hey, allow emails from this person, block emails from this person, allow emails from this domain. For example, if it's a Stripe email coming, notification coming from Stripe, you would want notification from Stripe, all kinds of notifications to come. So you can allow block at a very different, different granularity, and once you and you keep doing this once in a day, it takes between two to seven minutes in a day, and whatever you take these actions, Mailman remembers those actions. So over time, so on day one, if you get like uh, 40 emails in your daily digest, over next two weeks, the number of emails in daily digest will go down to uh, two or three. Right oh. now, I've been using this uh, product myself. Uh, from April 14th, the number of emails I get in my daily digest is between two and three. Sometimes some days two, sometimes three, because now Mailman have learned so much about what I have allowed, what I have blocked, that uh, Mailman does all its job uh, on its own. So right now my days look very simple. Whenever I get a notification from Gmail, I know it's something urgent. I immediately open it up. Uh, Whenever uh, I am on my desktop and ready to do some emails, uh, or whenever i I open the gmail i can see some emails over there because now i'm free i get uh, i see some emails i can get back to my imported emails and in the evening i get a notification saying hey these are 40 emails please review or these are three emails please review so i just spent two minutes doing it so now instead of spending almost my entire day in broken pieces on in my inbox i spend maximum half an hour in my
0: inbox per day Okay. No, that that's a really interesting uh, take, and you know, thank you so much for, for walking through the entire product. Uh, so, uh, you know, what are, what other email platform does Mailman work with? Uh, is it only Gmail or Outlook? Any other any any other product that uh, this can work with?
1: Sure,
0: uh-huh. Mailman
1: works only with Gmail, um, and we are tightly integrated with Gmail APIs. Um, into in uh, 2021, we might uh, start building integrations for Outlook and. Uh, Office 365. Uh, but still, there is no fixed date on our roadmap. It works with Gmail. But if you use any other email client which works with Gmail, so if you use, for example, Superhuman or Spark okay. or any other implant, Mailman will still work for you. As long as you have a Gmail account in the background, uh, Mailman works silently in the background. You never get to see a Mailman app. You never open a Mailman app. It, Mailman just manages your Gmail inbox behind the scenes.
0: Got it. I uh, quickly want to do the top three. So what's your favorite business book? Hard Thing About Hard Things. All-time favorite. Yeah, I <laughs> love that book. Uh, if you could go back in time when you started working on Mailman, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? Uh, just one thing, uh, which is talking to users as much as I could. Uh, I did not
1: do it the first two times uh, and uh, I, I didn't know where to go. I was always lost, but this time I was like, so peculiar about talking to users. I made time because of on difference. Users users are everywhere. I have okay. spoken to users early in my morning,
0: late at my night, anytime when they whenever they were uh, available. Correct. And, uh, do you have any favorite online tool other than Mailman, uh, which you which you use like Gmail, Slack, Zoom? Google Sheet for almost everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Google yeah, Sheet. Uh, uh, and you know what, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Mailman? Um,
1: uh, people can directly sign up now we are open to business um, um, at mailmanhq.com dot com. and uh, I'm very active on Twitter I'm not available on any other social media I'm just on Twitter so if anybody wants to DM me or write me an email email I'm very slow because Mailman holds your email for next 24 hours uh, but uh, if there's anything that uh, anybody wants to uh, talk about, I am available on
0: Twitter at Mohit Mamoria. M-O-H-I-T-M-A-M-O-R-I-A. Got it. Well, we'll put that in there show much. Uh, Mohit, thank you so much for taking out uh, your time from this busy schedule and speaking to us. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking to you and learned a lot about it. Thank you so much, Rohit. Thanks for having me.